まだ怒りに燃える投資があるなら巨大な Hello, and welcome to the Great Gundam Project. I'm Em. I'm Jackson. And we're here to talk about more Gundam! Hooray! Jackson, did you watch uh, more anime in the last week? I have not watched any anime in the yeah, last week other than Gundam.、Okay. We have both、well. been watching too much Star Trek. Yeah, no, that's fair. Check out, other, check out Second Officer Slog, Star Trek Podcast.space. Yes. This is the second episode we recorded today. This is the second episode that I've introduced by saying something exciting and you're supposed to go yay. So I need a new intro, clearly. Okay. And we can work on this right now. No, no, <laughs> not right now. It's fine. We have two episodes. Let's just get into them. Let's just skip right to the musical break. Let's do it. <laughs> Episode 11 is On Mine, Icelina, comma, Loves Remains. On Mine, it is Icelina, dash, Loves Remains. Okay. <laughs> Good.、Uh, we have a split plot this time. Vice Admiral Dalzal Zabi returns to Xeon from the front lines. The Zabi family is assembled to grieve Garma and rally the people around his name to further the Zabi cause. They discuss getting rid of Char for failing to protect Garma, but instead decide to focus on using Garma's name in a state funeral to reinvigorate the Xeon forces. Meanwhile, on Earth, Icelina grieves Garma in her own way, assuming his office and his goal to get the White Base and the Gundam. Those Federation bastards, they killed her Garma. <laughs> A fleet of Ga、uh, fighters with Icelina aboard head towards the White Base, and the Gundam and Gun Cannon enter battle by landing on a plane and literally tearing apart hand by hand.、Uh, Char enters the battle and attacks the White Base while it is being undefended, damaging enough to force an emergency landing. In the middle of the battle, Bright finally receives orders by way of Matilda that the Federation means to take the refugees and offers the White Base coordinates for a rendezvous. While the White Base is set down, though, refugees begin to escape the White Base in the middle of the wastes, only to be gunned down by Char, who nebulously might or might not know the refugees that he's shooting, but he's on the ground scouting the base.、Uh, meanwhile, Icelina takes the final god down to Earth to crash into the Gundam to avenge her love, disables the Gundam, but it forces Amro and Icelina into an in person confrontation. Icelina holding Amro at gunpoint. Uh, falters, faints, falls off the gaw, and breaks her neck. Amro is confused why anyone would ever want revenge against a poor boy like him. He's just <laughs> trying to save his friends. The refugees all depart the white base finally as Amro and company bury Icelina in the desert, wondering aloud who this mysterious woman could be and why would she ever hate them so much. The end.、Uh, yes, it's. It's cool. A lot happens. The, the biggest overriding memory, though, is just a. Offhanded moment that caused me to collapse laughing in my chair, like overwhelmed with how funny it was.、Um, which is as Isolina is、uh, like tragically sad and walking through、uh, like where Gama used to be, talking to Gama's lieutenant.、Um, uh, the lieutenant goes, like,、um, Oh, This is,、uh, this is where Garma would stay. This is his old room. Please come in and have a look. And he opens the room and she walks in and stands before a painting of Garma that is as big as the wall. Like, it dwarfs her. She only goes up to like, his nose. And I couldn't handle it. It was the funniest goddamn thing. Oh my god, why does he have a huge painting of his own face? Why does he have a huge painting of his own face? Why? What is the point of that? 
I mean, the Zobby family are a bunch of fancy, fancy boys, and they probably all have giant paintings of their face. <laughs> that implication was so funny to me. I hadn't even considered that they would have gigantic paintings of their own face in the room. Uh, the episode no. itself was a lot happened. It was pretty good. But that is the thing that will stick with me. <laughs> uh, Icelina just walking in and being like, I'm going to get on a ship with you. Let's go get the white base. And the guy being like, yeah, sure, I guess let's do this is maybe the thing that's going to stick with me. Because <laughs> can you think of any more doomed an enterprise than letting a civilian on your ship to go get vengeance against the Gundam when your fleet has already been decimated? <laughs> By the Gundam multiple times. Yeah, but they do better than they should with, like, considering how Charma and uh, Charma? How Gar and Charma <laughs> uh, could not. I already did it wrong again. I said, fuck it. Yep. How Gar and Charma. Gar and Charma. <laughs> I hate this. Uh, how Gar and Charma could not, like, bring the white base, uh, like, down. They did pretty well, considering. Uh, Charma is the ship name. Thank you. Yes. I'm sure it is. Uh, strong ship. But yeah, no, Char just like gets like one shot off and forces the thing to land and Char's like, I'm going to go down there and scout. We had uh, quite an argument uh, as I was driving home today about whether or not Char knew that they were refugees that he was shooting at. Yes, I thought it was clear that he did. So it, it's interesting because like, uh, like it, it's like in the middle of a sandstorm and Char's like climbs on a ridge and the white base is in the distance and then a door opens and people come out. And Char just, like, starts shooting, and it's, ref- it's like, refugees shooting, which is, like, clearly a bad thing, but I don't know. Like, it, it's more evil than most of Char's things that Char does is, but also maybe he knew. I, I, I don't know. It's interesting and definitely does not cast him as the fun villain uh, after that, I feel like, either way. Yeah, so a, a lot of my, um, like, I, as I'm feeling out Char, uh, my like going in i know char is this beloved villain and i can't tell how much is a uh, like char is a fun villain that everyone enjoys or how much is char is right kind of you know magneto was right type opinions so i don't like i need to watch more of gundam because i know that char's in it for a long time and so that's going to like evolve as it goes but right now he yeah. just seems hilariously evil and this fits in with that interpretation I don't know. I think there's a difference between I'm going to sabotage Garma and rip Garma and I'm going to shoot some refugees as they come out of the white base. Yeah, there is. That's why I, I was surprised, which yeah, maybe okay. the answer is just that he like it, he was just a mistake. Uh, mm. But I didn't read it like that in the moment. Yeah, no, it's it's hard to say because the show doesn't really address it outside of it happened and it's, it fucking sucks. Yeah, because of how the show is like mostly e- extremely episodic, even though it's got all these running plots, it means that when there's a busy episode, it happens fast. No. Um, continuing the adventures of the Gundam is actually the scariest thing in the world. The way in which they just land on that plane and literally just start tearing off like the flaps and wings is so good. Uh, it's a, it's a lot. So the, the one thing about this episode that is very clear from the way that it goes down is that the last episode was very expensive. <laughs> And there's a lot of, like, everyone's off-model, everyone's, like, very, like, broadly animated, lots of still shots of huge vistas rather than actually, like, animating the attacks. Because uh, you can tell this was kind of a cheap one, but that the effect of that is really cool. So you get this moment of, like, the plane going down and everyone just freezes as this entire screen just is dwarfed by an explosion, which is just the uh, sky going orange. Uh, yeah, no, this episode feels much less impactful than... Like, if the last episode was, like, the climax of, like, the first arc, this is, like, it's shitty Coda, where, like, everything kind of sucks. Icelina does this horrible thing, like, this horrible misadventure, and then just falls off the plane and dies, and it's a real downer, and everything about it is kind of shitty and small. 
Ah, uh, yes. Oh, God. And she's like, so her death is ridiculous. Because <laughs> she's like holding the gun up at, um, at Amuro. And Amuro's like, what? Did she say she wanted revenge? Who would think of that? Well, yeah. What? What? what uh, it's like revenge. Why would you want to get revenge against me? That doesn't. Uh, what have he's I just done? the most clueless boy. Yeah. I what just, have I done in my I, death machine? I just pilot the most in, like terrifying death machine the world has ever seen. The fuck that I do. Yeah. I'm just a poor boy. Nobody loves me. <laughs> uh, yes. He's the poor boy from a something family to be seen. <laughs> uh, but then she like can't do it and point breaks herself and like fires the gun in the air and in so doing like faints off the ship and crashes into the ground you have referenced an old movie i cannot follow because i've never seen point break well i haven't seen Point break either oh if they it's come it, referencing the fact that they referenced it in pot files i'm out oh, okay. as a fraud all right does, does, does he miss and fall and break his neck in that too no he can't shoot the guy so he fires the gun in the air like that's what oh. they there's okay. there's a whole scene in Hot Fuzz. I've seen Hot Fuzz a lot. I've never okay. seen Point Break. I've seen Hot Fuzz once and Point Break zero times. This is the conversation you come for on the Patreon exclusive Great Gundam Project. <laughs> yeah, no, we're talking about Gundam. Uh, but no, it's very ridiculous. Like she dies not because of like a, uh, like it's just like the hand of the tragedy of the plot intervenes and says you're going to faint and die now because it's too much and you must yep. cause the tragedy it feels very forced in the way that like the episode where uh they landed in that lake and you know that lady with her uh kid uh that felt very organic about how it did this kind of stuff and this kind of bummer yep. ending uh this felt very forced yeah but also, uh, everything about Icelina is built to be the most tragic story possible in two episodes. She exists. Uh, her, her her fiance dies. She dies at the end. It's it's yeah. I guess it's only been like forty minutes of a lot of other plots going on, so they have to be pretty broad. Yep. But yeah, I, that's kind of all I have for this episode. Next episode's a big episode, and this episode is like fine, but is very much like that's what we got is what happened. <laughs> Episode 12 is called The Threat of Xeon. Episode 12 is called The Threat of Xeon. Oh, yeah, good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nothing. Okay. Xeon holds a public funeral for Garma in order to use his death as a rallying cry for the mor morale of the Xeon troops. We get a look inside the Zabi family, an aristocratic family that controls side three like royalty and seeks independence from the Earth Federation. Degwin Zabi, he of dropped Kane fame, abdicates power to his son, Giran Zabi, who conducts this rally with some charged imagery and language. We'll get into that. Uh, Jackson wrote this. I'm just reading it. So Oi! That sounds different. No, it's not that. It's a, it definitely like it's not how I would phrase things. And if this sounds different, it's because you wrote it, but you wanted me to read it, so that's fine. Uh, last time I tried to read them, and I'm 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 not the best with just reading out uh, stuff. Meanwhile, on Earth, the White Base has a new foe to contend with. Garma is dead, and Char has been demoted. So Ramba Rao leads with a beautiful mustache and a nice wife and a life and a cool Gundam <laughs> salary. Not a Gundam. Yes, he has a wife and a salary. <laughs> he is in pursuit of the White Base. He's got a new mobile suit. It's called the Gauf. It's stronger, more heavily armored. It's blue. It's got spikes. It's awesome. He kicks the Gundam in the face. They briefly attack the White Base, who are suddenly both outmatched and dealing with a shell-shocked Amuro, who is literally carried and placed in the Gundam by Ryu. Uh, Gun uh, Amuro's having a hard 
hard time. White Bay survives, more due to the mercy of Rambaral arriving than anything else, who doesn't want to risk any of his men in this shitty skirmish on this island in the middle of the ocean, because they're in the ocean now. As Raul flies away, the, uh, the White Bay's watches the end of the ceremony of Zeon, and Zeon goes full space Nazi with everyone shouting, Sig Zeon. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a fucking lot. This is uh, maybe the most infamous. It's like the the Zeon Space Nazi rally is like one of those Gundam things. It's like one of the big things. Oh, is this like a thing? Like a thing yes. thing? Okay. So, do you want to talk about the other stuff and then get into the Space Nazi bullshit? Yeah, we'll save the Space Nazis till the end. Okay. Uh, Ramoral is great. Rambaral is the Miles O'Brien of Gundam. He's just clearly like the working class guy in a world of aristocrats, just here to do his job. He is older than everyone by like 20 years. He's got a cool mustache. Uh, he's got a mobile suit that's all about kicking the Gundam in the head. And I'm up for all of it. <laughs> it's really good. Him and his Rambaral boys like escape by getting on like like a rope hanging from the ship and they just like climb on like they're like trapeze artist or something and fly away it's really <laughs> yeah. good and like it's a trapeze so it's got like two things but there's three of them so they're kind of like stacked yep. up on each other yep oh it's great yeah uh, rumble Rao's great i'm glad yeah, to, he's I'm just... glad to have a break from like char or char standing on the bridge next to gama like this this actually feels like oh this show has evolved into something we know what is happening kind of with uh zeon we've got some more context yeah and uh, Ramba just being like a guy with his wife, who's also like a Xeon officer, just on the ship, getting shit done. It's yeah. nice. Power couple of space. Uh, yeah. Big fan. Big fan. Yep. Uh, we are introduced to Bright this episode, making kids cry once again as he yells at the orphans trying to vacuum the bridge. He uh, he does realize that he's fucking up and apologizes. Yes. So he yells at them and the little girl starts crying. And it's like, oh, I did this again. I'm an asshole. So he goes into like his ready room and he like collapses in a chair and he like unbuttons his like collar and he's just like sexy, broody, bright. And then Mariah comes in and is like... It's all right. Don't worry. Everyone understands you're under a lot of pressure, and uh, Bright and Mirai might be the ex- the other power couple of Gundam. I Everyone love them so much. I love them too. I I like uh, a good like cliched beat that I am a big fan of is whenever someone does something and then goes, "I need to take a break. I'll be somewhere else. I need to." I like they realize, "Oh shit, I need to be anywhere else right now." It's <laughs> it happens all the time, especially in any kind of like war heavy sci fi shit when everyone's on you know intense all the time. Uh, yep. And then Bright just like suddenly collapsing and revealing his like inner twink. <laughs> I wouldn't call it that. I wouldn't call it no. that at all. Yes, yes, I would. He fucking I like opens the jacket and like collapses, and there's something. I don't know. Nope, no, we're not there yet. Camille already exists though, so you can't. No, this oh, is not. Okay. Bright is am not I, it. Am I stepping on the canon of the established Gundam twinks? <laughs> Also, like Bright is like an officer and a gentleman. He is just he's just a haggard dude. Don't 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 do this to me because then I can't be in a Bright anymore. You're well, that's what, I, that's it what me. I mean. That's that's I'm come, coming at this from the same angle because that is okay. not why I'm here for Bright. <laughs> I'm coming at it from like heavy is the head that wears the crown, and that just means that it's hard to be the captain when you're just like a lieutenant. Uh, not that he is. Uh, I'm just saying that 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 shot. He faints into that no. chair. Yeah, I know, but in like a Mad Men way, not in a twink way. Fuck off. Oh, I'm so, I am so happy with how, how it was just an offhanded. I wasn't even thinking that much. And it like got so under your skin. And it, it, <laughs> no, no, you did it get under your skin. It got under your skin in such a way that you were like, no, it's actually a Mad Men thing. It's way better. <laughs> Which is not a Shut thing up. you would ever Shut say up. under Shut any up. other circumstances. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, while the white base is like flying over the ocean and they have to they to escape like patrols, they go into a thunderstorm and nobody from space knows know. what a thunderstorm is. And I they know. think that the lightning is like a New Zealand weapon and they all freak out except for Bright, who is from Earth. And it's like, no, that's just lightning. It happens. Being on a planet is hell. And it's weird. It's very good. Yep. And then everyone on a, a the Xeon ship also freaks out, and except Rumble Rao, who's like, no, it's just lightning. <laughs> yeah, d- d- chill. I'm from Earth, too. Uh, and, th- like, uh, I think uh, Rumba's right. Rumba's right. Great. Rumba's wife <laughs> um, <laughs> says something like, now we know that it is what is referred to as lightning. We can go into the clouds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, ah, subtitles. Yeah. Uh, but they do, and they find them because it, it's in a storm. I like the geography of this as the white base is like, now it's out of being over the United States, and now it's just over the ocean trying to get to wherever the Earth Federation is. Yep. I wonder if it's in Japan. Japan I guess? They yes. said it's Pacific Ocean, so yeah. Well, I bet it's Japan. Uh, when do they land at Hawaii? When do they have the beach episode? Uh, wait, they they actually do do that, don't they? There's a beach episode. I don't think it's in Hawaii. I think that, that is episode 15, because that's when we've got to like because my fucking dvd set does not renumber the episode it's not like it skips the episode it just doesn't count it in the numbering so i'm gonna be one below when i select <sighs> that's really dumb i know everyone that's a dvd set from like t- two years ago yeah it's a blu-ray set from last year and like everybody uh, knows that there's an episode if you're buying that blu-ray of gundam you're gonna fucking know just like who's buying that and doesn't realize yep so uh one thing uh the zombie family when they're all like oh what about char he failed to protect garma blah blah blah, and they're like don't worry about char we're bringing him back home and it cuts to char in a bar um like drinking and watching the rally on tv and it's just char in a white suit and mirrored shades and it's it's a lot it's so much because like (laughs) he's listening and watching on the tv this like rally's going on and they say something like um oh we don't like we don't know why gamma died like war is hell we don't know this and then char just starts like voicing over because he's an idiot child because he's a fool because he's an idiot <laughs> fool child idiot <laughs> yep uh and like is just kind of drinking and this is in the background like oh, i don't need to deal with this i'm char Zombie and then a guy comes up a guy comes up to the bar he's like oh you're watching that rally and he's like i know you you're a palace guard i can smell it on you <laughs> You got your cop face and your cop cologne. <laughs> I love this because they like they, the Zabi family are like, okay, we're pissed off with Char, and we gotta we gotta demote him. We gotta deal with this, but they don't realize that he's clearly scheming against them, even though he's yeah, talking no. to their guards like, "I'm scheming against you. Piss off." <laughs> yep. No. Well, look, they're they're uh, side three is a long way from Earth. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. No. Which uh, brings us to the Zavi family itself. Uh, space Nazis. Full space Nazi. Yes. Uh, it was weird. It felt like one of those things that is a, a very anime thing where like, suddenly we're just going to bring in extreme uh, like Nazi aesthetics just as a flavor. Like I don't feel like it's necessarily implying that you know, the Xeon forces are like, you know have a ethnic cleansing type bent to them i don't think it's like saying that it's just using this imagery because it wants to it's weird 
I mean, the speech that he gives is like super nationalistic. Like yeah. those decadent Earth Federation. We're out here. We're tough spacers who live in a palace on this like earth, like beautiful cylinder of land. But whatever. We're out here trying to make things good for everybody. We're going to bring the space communism. We're also Nazis. Yeah. Like well, that's the point is the. the... Yep. It the imagery is not like like the imagery is incredibly direct, but the actual metaphor is not direct at all. It's nope. so it just kind of feels uncomfortable and weird, especially watching it in twenty seventeen when he goes Sig Zion. Yep. Um, you probably don't know this, but there have been multiple cons, uh, anime cons, where a bunch of people show up and go Sig Zion, and it's very uncomfortable. That's cool. the thing that's still that's happening. That's fucking terrible. That sucks. Yep. That's awful. Yep. No. Everyone needs to get off their bullshit right now. Yeah, no. This is the problem when your fandom pulls, uh, the thing you're into pulls from really gross shit, like fucking Nazi chants. Oh, I'm, I'm yes. actually, I'm, we don't, no, no, we've, I'm, I'm ending anime. We don't deserve it. We can't be trusted. No more. Uh, sorry. We're going to watch uh, Girls in Panzer. Oh, Girls in Panzer. Great. We're going to watch Can Ken Calais. I don't know. Whichever <laughs> one is the most Nazi of them. One of them. I don't I'm know sure which really one. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, don't actually know what the most problematic anime is in that regard. Thank Christ. What if, what if World War II was teenage girls? Ah. And you could date them. <laughs> well, I'm sure it would make a lot of money. I'm sure it does make a lot of money. <laughs> I'm sad about anime. <laughs> Sorry, we have an anime podcast. Sometimes you got to confront the fact that anime sucks. <laughs> Fucking sucks. Oh, <laughs> gross. Yeah, no, it's bad. But yeah, no, that's Xeon. They suck. I don't know. They're bad. You know, Amro's really sad. That dude is needs like a therapist real bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> Oof, he is in a bad way. He, the way they animate it as well, like he's... He's not just like shaking in his room because they that's just not the choice they made. His like eyes are gone. Like they're yeah. pure white. Uh it is done yeah. in this weirdly abstract way of he's just not there. Like is not home right now. We have to carry his body to the Gundam and hope he wakes up. But he does. Yep. He does, right in the nick of time. And because all he knows to do is fight and be scared now. He 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 like in the battle he's actually fine once the battle starts. But the second he is in any regular situation, he is a broken husk. Yeah. No, it's it's a hundred percent true. Oof. And he spends all his time like fixing stuff, like we talked about in episode one. Yeah, like, he's just in his room tinkering, like half dressed. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna fix this box, but I can't put on clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Gundam's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, no, this is we're in it. Amro is suffering, and we're gonna suffer with him. Yes, we are. Yeah, I think we're done with space Nazis, though. Thank God. I Hooray! think this is the only episode that has that shit in it. Good, good, good. Uh, and yet, we'll... still people come into cons and doing it. Jesus Christ. One episode yeah, in the no. 70s. Calm down, people. Oh, yeah, I'm no, so mad 100%. you told me that. <laughs> yeah, no, I had to tell you that because I knew you'd be pissed because it oh, sucks. Oh, God. Yep. That's it for Gundam this week because it's a shorter episode. But, you know, the episodes are moving. Yeah, no, we, we're getting through. We got a lot into that 23 minutes. Yeah. Thanks so much, everybody, for supporting us. You know what the other podcasts are. Listen to them. Uh, we're busy these days with the Discovery podcast happening as well. We have two weekly podcasts, but that's only a seven-week thing. Well, and then, like, a couple more weeks next year, but yes. 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 And then never again, because Discovery will never get a second season. It's never get, it's, yeah, it's going to get cancelled immediately. Yeah, I don't think that's true. No, it's doing well. It's doing well. Nope. 
Thanks, everybody. We'll be watching episodes 13 and 14 next week, and uh, we'll be back with more Gundam. Amuro, 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 お前の生まれた故郷。覚えているかい少年の日のことを温かい温もりの中で目覚めた朝を。アムロ振り向くなアムロ。男は涙を見せぬもの見せぬもの。ただ明日へと。に煌めく星はアムロお前が捨てた故郷だ忘れはしない少年の日の誓いを青春をかけ守り抜けこの幸せをアムロ振り向くなアムロ男は寂しさ隠すもの隠すものただ明日へと明日へと永遠に覚えているかい少年の日のことを温かいぬくもりの中で目覚めた朝をアムロ振り向くなアムロ男は涙を見せぬもの見せぬものただ明日へと明日へと永遠